Avatar State, you are at your most powerful. But you are also at your most vulnerable. What do you mean? If you are killed in the Avatar State, the reincarnation cycle will be broken, and the Avatar will cease to exist. Welcome to the Ember Island Podcast. This is a show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender sit and watch every single episode of it. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today, we're going to be diving into book two at last. Our favorite season, I think, both of us. So this is book two, chapter one, the Avatar State. It is kind of hard to say whether this is my favorite book or the third book is my favorite book. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I say book two is my favorite now, but um, I, who but, knows? I might change when I get back to book three. Like, I haven't watched a lot of this in a while, so yeah, new developments yeah. might yeah. happen. I definitely think during during this this book, I will definitely think book book two is book two is my favorite. But we'll see if that changes in book three. Yeah, but I think it's safe to say that for both books two and three, there's just so like good. a noticeable spike in quality. And I mean, in the quality that was already there in book one, but it's just, just subtle plot development. Yeah, and just lots of good stuff that builds on top of um, the previous season. So super exciting. Oh, so so before we uh, start talking about it, uh, do you want to talk about our spoiler policy? Okay, so... So Avatar The Last Airbender came out in 2005. Book book 2, which is season 2, came out in 2006. So, yet again, you have had over 10 years to watch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. If you are listening to this, we assume that you have seen every single episode of the series. You have had time. If you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender in it in its entirety, go and watch it. It's so good. We're doing a whole podcast about it, guys. Heavy, yep. heavy spoilers ahead for this episode, but also things in but also things in the in the future and things in the past. If you thought that we wouldn't talk about things that previously happened to. <laughs> For some reason. Awesome. Spoilers ahead. Yep. So, um, yeah, so this is the Avatar State. And in this episode, uh, this takes place immediately after the events uh, that went down at the North Pole. So the gang is traveling to an Earth Kingdom military outpost where they're to be escorted by, or where they're to be escorted to Omashu so that Aang can begin his Earth bending training with King Bumi. So at this outpost, they run into a general who pressures Aang into prematurely ending the war by trying to get him to use the Avatar state, which Aang's at this yeah, which at this point Aang still doesn't know how to control. But by golly, we're gonna try anyway. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, on the third anniversary of his banishment, happy anniversary, Zuko! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay. Um. 
Zuko and Iroh officially become Fire Nation fugitives after Zuko's sister Azula tricks them into following her with the promise of being able to return home. Azula. Perfection. Oh, yeah. Azula is in our lives now. And it's fantastic. Oh, it's great. Yep. So, so, um, yeah, just starting right off the bat, we opened the episode with a dream sequence of Aang being detached from his avatar state self with uh, the avatar state version of him constantly attacking him in different scenarios. Yeah. So, uh, so uh so first uh he is in he he is seeing him himself in the southern air temple and then he is seeing him himself in the in the fire temple and then he sees him inside of the water ocean monster from 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 last season's finale and every single version of him looks super angry and it's trying to kill him. Yeah. AKA, these are all the locations from book one where he snapped and entered the Avatar state, essentially. He's napped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, so, um, I, I guess I was kind of wrong about the season finale from book one, where I thought they didn't really address um, Aang's feelings about being a fish spirit who attacked. All the Fire Nation fleets. Me too. We um, see but it yeah, they here. Do, yeah, I totally and forgot. Yeah, they do address uh, it here. So yeah, no. yeah, the show thinks of everything. I appreciate that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Aang is so guilty about all of his killings in the Avatar state. He just sees himself from the outside and just thinks that he's scary and that it's so scary. And he's right. It is really scary to see yourself yeah. not be yourself. Hmm. And um, it's a good introduction to one of the major plot points that is just going to be prevalent throughout this season in particular. Um, But it also, but it honestly doesn't really get resolved until the very end of the show anyway, which is Aang mastering the Avatar state. But in order Mm -hmm. to do that, he also has to let go of a lot of things and which he's, he doesn't really want to (laughs) do at this point in time. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good setup. Um, yeah, so after having the dream, uh, he shares it with Katara, um, he talks about how scary how it was and, and how scary he thought he was, and Katara yep. comforts him, or, or Katara comforts him, as she does. Yeah, it's cute. Yep. And then, so they're about to take off to go to the Earth Kingdom outpost, but before that, they're on a boat with, um, Master Pasu and a couple other northern water tribe members and <laughs> master paku gives people gifts at aka oh. um check off guns for everybody uh, okay well no not everybody, <laughs> not everybody. so uh so katara gets gets magic water uh from yeah. the uh uh from the magic oasis where the where uh, uh where where the moon and 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 ocean spirit swim and Paku said something about it heal- having immense healing abilities. Or no, he uh, just said it had special properties. Special so properties. We don't know what extent this water does, and we don't see uh, what really. Spoiler see what alert! I spoiled yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you ruined everything. Gosh. <laughs> so, um, so Aang gets really pretty water bending scrolls. 
Oh, uh, nice. To help him in master water bending, even though Paku says you should be learning from Katara. Katara is awesome. Yeah, Katara is a badass. And then Sokka gets <laughs> gets the light of Udun slash nothing. Yeah, he gets a pat on the back. <laughs> Take good, care, son. Good job, Sokka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care. He gets nothing. Uh, which, which, to is, be fair, I think oh. that's the only dialogue that Paku and him ever have between each other. So, yeah, up to this point, <laughs> I don't know. Paku's just thinking about Grand Grand. Yeah, he's just ready <laughs> for more <laughs> Grand Grand in his life. Yep. So yeah. yeah, so all three of them take off to go to the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So then, meanwhile, we cut to this Fire Nation spa, I guess, which looks oh, awesome, I and I want to go there. Just like all the cherry blossoms and stuff. Like, it's it beautiful. Looks, it looks cool. I want to go. Leslie, well, like, we should relaxing. go. We should just take a trip and go. I know. We got to find it on the map. I, I don't know where it is, but yeah, it's got to be there somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Iroh is 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 getting this amazing m- massage, uh, just just covered with um with um sakura blossoms it is gorgeous um uh and uh and he is he is talking about how um how being on a piece of driftwood for three weeks with no food or water uh uh, vultures circling ahead just like waiting for them to die so that they can eat their liver kind of made him tense and and it's really needed (laughs) which okay how the hell did these two survive on a piece of driftwood for three weeks with no food or water? Bear Grills has taught us <laughs> that, <laughs> that if you want to survive, you do weird stuff. Yeah. Slash, uh, Please slash tell me, can- did they drink their pee? Well, okay, they're firebenders, so they probably didn't drink their their uh their their pee. They they probably evaporated. Uh, the the salt out of out of out of the water by having it in in, in like some sort of double sided container so that they could have fresh water. Food, I don't think you they could would... evaporate the salt out of the water. You could well, evaporate no, no, the no. Water. <laughs> so they evaporate the water to separate it from from the salt. So the water vapor would 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 um collect on the top of the vessel, and then they would just like take off the water and the take off the salt and all of the sediment from the bottom wait and just what keep vessel though like they wouldn't it was not- no that was a small piece of that was a very small piece of drift. <laughs> yeah. but i am assuming iroh always carries a teacup with him <laughs> yeah that's safe to assume and with a saucer and i think i think that might work okay and now i just want to see like uh, naked and, and afraid starring as... <laughs> so now I just want to see like naked and afraid with Zuko and Iroh yeah yeah because <laughs> appara- apparently they survived three weeks with no food or water <laughs> like how <laughs> while floating in the middle of the ocean <laughs> well they would only have to worry about the water part so uh, uh, yeah. I am not sure how much energy fire uh a fire bending burns, but a but a person that is just laying there can can live for about a month 
without food, but only a few days without water. Yeah. So I don't know what they did, but I'm fascinated. In other words, there is a story that is not being told here on the show. Fanfic writers to your stations, if it hasn't been done already, I'm very curious as to what happened in those three weeks. You know, they would have to make a... Uh, uh, that is uh, that is the same thing how, um, how, how, how people do sand sieves to to take salt out of out of ocean water i guess so i mean especially when you consider the fact yeah but it's like it's i'm even more curious especially when you consider the fact that at the next episode they're like really struggling (laughs) when they're out in the forest (laughs) yeah i'm like there's no way how (laughs) or maybe it rained a lot maybe So anyway, uh, cut to Zuko being as angsty Uh, as usual, or more angsty. Like I don't know what about that stupid straw hat, but (laughs) I love it. I love it too. Every time he is wearing it, and just like half of his face is showing, and he has this like leg up, and he's just really pensive. I'm like, wow, Zuko. You're great. This is it. awesome. It's so great. Bring on the angst. And wow. unfortunately, he's more angsty than usual because it was three years ago that he was banished. Yeah. And uh, Iroh tries to come and comfort him. Uh, <laughs> he like, wants his father to think that he's that that he's not worthless. So yeah. Iroh says, "Why would he banish you if you didn't care?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Like not helping. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so he. Uh, I I also love this scene because there's still Sakura blossoms just like blowing when they're mm-hmm. talking. It's just. I really think it weird. adds to the emo ness a little bit. Yeah. It's just. I'm so alone, even <sighs> though I'm I'm with my uncle all like all the time, and 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 he loves me no matter what I do. Mm. But I'm so alone. Yep. No oh. one knows me. <laughs> No one understands. Yeah, parents. Just I don't, don't want the world to see, to see me. Because <laughs> I don't think that they'd understand. No, Leslie, next episode's the musical. Calm down. Oh, yeah, crap, yeah. I'm so excited for the singing adventure in the next episode. Oh, okay, so uh, so next we see Azula, who oh, is yeah. so extra. So um, she has her men carry her in a in a pelican litter a few steps onto the deck of the ship that is going already <laughs> so 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 she must have stepped onto the deck got into the pelican litter and then just had them carry her about 10 feet aren't those life and goals I though like <laughs> life goals for everybody uh, like hell yeah i just want some palanquin carriers just five feet away from where I need to go. Come over and just carry She's me. She's like, so you. extra. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> Which so. good cut from, uh, yeah, angsty, quote, worthless, unquote, Zuko <laughs> to yeah. daddy's girl, Azula. Well, <laughs> Azula knows her worth. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not going <laughs> to step 10 extra steps. No. How dare you? <laughs> like, oh, that's what peasants do. You want me to do that? That's ridiculous. Uh, so Azula talks about shame, 
how yeah. uh how uh Zuko and and Iroh have brought shame upon her family and that she knows that some of the soldiers might not feel good about like hurting someone from the royal family but if they hesitate to do so she won't hesitate <laughs> to get rid of them got it <laughs> and then she proceeds to talk about tides oh no i wrote this down oh, this yeah. is my favorite as this is my favorite part of this episode honestly uh, i might just like add in this whole piece of dialogue into this episode and editing because <laughs> because okay. it's uh, just so good <laughs> it's so good princess I'm afraid the tides will not allow us to bring the ship into port before nightfall. I'm sorry, Captain, but I do not know much about the tides. Can you explain something to me? Of course, Your Highness. Do the tides command this ship? Uh, I'm afraid I don't understand. You said the tides would not allow us to bring the ship in. Do the tides command this ship? No, Princess. And if I were to have you thrown overboard? Would the tides think twice about smashing you against the rocky shore? No, princess. Well then, maybe you should worry less about the tides who've already made up their mind about killing you and worry more about me, who's still mulling it over. I'll pull us in. To be honest, Azula's right. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, hasn't decided whether, no. whether to kill him yet. By the end of this episode, she totally decided to kill him. Yeah. But, like, right now, nah. Yeah, she's still thinking about it. Uh, by the way, guys, she's 14. Oh. <laughs> like, yay. Ariel's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 16, Daddy. I do what I want. And yeah. she's like, I'm 14 and I take what I want. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a great introduction to oh, everybody. The real villain. Yeah. The real <laughs> villain of, of the season. <laughs> she's glorious yeah she's basically our new Zuko in terms of just like full on villain for the season except I'll talk about it Azula's later Azula's a bit more competent than Zuko was at it yeah Azula's better I yeah. love Zuko Zuko's I amazing oh, yeah. guys Zuko's, the best. Zuko's really the best but right now Azula's really the best. Yeah, and she's like genuinely intimidating. Like, yeah, you don't want to fuck with with Azula. Oof. Okay. So, um, so uh, next after that, amazing, just in second introduction to Azula because we saw her really briefly at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And now we get her full badassery. <laughs> yep, and uh, it's great. And it's so interesting, like, I'll probably bring it up later in the episode, but, like, she doesn't do much actual bending in this episode, yet she still comes off as crazy and intimidating, just with her poise and how she talks. We're not getting ahead of ourselves, but she doesn't have to bend. And that's what makes her awesome. Yeah, she's great. (laughs) Okay, so... So anyway... uh, the gang reaches re- reaches the Earth military outpost, uh, where uh, where General Fong greets them as great heroes: Appa, Momo, Brave Sokka, Mighty Katara, and then cue fireworks going off yeah. in the middle of the day. <laughs> Pretty nice. <laughs> also, 
cue wolf shoulders. I really like the wolf shoulders. Yeah, wolf shoulders are cool. I dig it. Yeah. They are they are either wolf shoulders or like um or like Chinese lion shoulders, like Chinese lion dragon shoulders. Yeah. I know. I like them. Mm. So it's cool. So they go in, they have a talk with General Fong. General Fong tells Aang how crazy impressed and blown away he was when he heard about all the shit that went down at the at the North Pole, how he turned into the giant spirit monster and wiped out the Fire Nation fleet. Um, Aang responds with, I try not to think about it, <laughs> which on the one hand, that's Aang being humble, but then on the other hand, I think that's I try not to think about traumatizing. it. Traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I actually don't want to think about it. <laughs> um, and then he just comes out with it just pretty bluntly. Hey, Aang, I think you're ready to fight the fire lord, like right now. <laughs> and um, no. is like, what? <laughs> Are you freaking insane? <laughs> um yeah, so his argument is, well, okay, I've seen what you can do with the avatar when you're at when you're in the avatar state. So if we can figure out a way to get you in there, then I think you can kick a lot of ass and wipe out the Fire Lord prematurely before you even need to learn all of your other elements. Which yeah. Aang retorts back with absolutely not. That's not what our plan was. And I think we're doing this a bit too prematurely. Which both sides are valid, which is important here. Like, I understand where both sides are coming from. And to a degree, I Yeah. Mm -hmm. And based off of Fong's argument, I sympathize with that, too. I mean, we cut to, like, a lot of his military army. Sick and hurt. Or, yeah, or, like, sick and hurt from this war and stuff. And then, I mean, you've seen the effects of the war on countless other people in past episodes back in book one. So it's understandable where he's coming from that he really end the world as fast as possible even if it means Aang possibly having to forsake um the whole balance of being the avatar and the discipline that he needs to learn and stuff like that in order to accomplish it so again it comes back to that whole do we forsake one person for the sake of the world or no type deal Uh yeah, General Fong basically wants to use him as a nuclear bomb. Yeah. And, and just set him off by the Fire Nation and just let him destroy. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's just, it's good writing because you could have easily, right off the bat, made this guy unlikable. And while by the end of this episode, he is clearly in the wrong with what he's doing... Like, at least for a good portion of the episode, his reasons behind why he wants to do this are very understandable. Yeah, he doesn't become unhinged until much later. And at first, he is trying nonviolent ways to just get it to get it to spring. He is he, he is trying a lot of things and he's trying it for good reasons. Mm hmm. Even though it's a stupid idea. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I understand <laughs> where he's coming from. And yeah. It's so, a noble idea. So, cut back to Azula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lightning bending. Uh, Terrifying. <laughs> which, which, is this the first instance of lightning bending? I think I th- so, I think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. The most we've seen at this point is um, Iroh redirecting it and... Uh, the storm episode previously 
Uh, but, so I think, yeah, this is like the first time. It. Yeah, he didn't create it. This is the first time we like see it coming out of thin air and stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, so, um, Azula's teachers, Lo and Lee, uh, say almost yep. perfect, one hair out of place. And there's also a literal hair that is hanging in yeah. place. Uh, almost isn't good enough. She Which, replies. Um, yeah, and again, there's a lot of great setup um, for what will soon become kick-ass payoffs in either the end by either the end of this book or the next book. But um, yeah, the whole hair out of place thing. Yeah, Azula's pretty into her hair. She uh, the stuff going on with her hair. Uh, there's a lot to that. <laughs> Well, like it's foreshadowing for like the series finale when she totally loses it and ends up hacking all of her hair off. <laughs> like part. maybe not even that, but that's awesome. But it but it just shows that she cares so much about perfection. Yeah, she's an extreme perfectionist. Uh dare I say crazy perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. And so when everything's starting to crumble around her, um in the later season um in the next season uh her hair reflects that <laughs> yeah ironically enough which is neat be, be, because we always see her being very prim and proper and put together mm. always yeah so, Ooh, fun uh a uh, fun fact lo and lee her fire bending teachers can't fire bend yeah they can't bend yeah why yeah, i was gonna mention that too i don't know it's kind of cool i kind of like it it kind of reminds me of like the whole Yoda thing where it's like, yeah, Yoda's not this mighty looking person or whatever, but he understands the philosophy of the force and all that jazz in a way that not many other people do. But then he just fights awesomely to be. in the in oh. the in the prequels, which kind of ruins well, that whole thing. Yeah, we don't, we I'm don't not gonna get into that. it. Yep, I, I have a bone to pick with that. That pissed Are me you off an angel? oh just all of it but specific honestly i dare say how they botched yoda and the prequels pisses me off the most about those prequels like there's a lot of things to hate about yeah. the prequels but that's one of the big ones for me like you ruined everything that was great about yoda's character in my opinion by having him flip around <laughs> while fighting well, count dooku and um, yoda's whole thing was that his power didn't come from his physical fighting prowess right it came from his mind and his will over the force uh -huh. we 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 could easily just saw him standing in the center of the room and 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 just having everything whirlwind around him like a tornado and just him standing there. He didn't have to be flipping around with a light. No, it's ridiculous. <sighs> okay. Ugh, Back to right into that. Yep. <laughs> or else we're gonna go way off. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so almost perfect is it is not good enough for it's not good enough for Azula. And we see the the start of her downfall really well not now but it's well, just foreshadowing for what well, will soon become well no downfall. her downfall is that almost perfect is not good enough for her she has to be 100 perfect and no one can meet perfection oh well yeah but i mean i wouldn't say that she's breaking down at the moment oh no no, no. she time. is she she's definitely not breaking down but this is her downfall wanting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wanting yeah. perfection that she 
can never get a person can never be 100% perfect in in every single realm even mm-hmm. even the avatar yep yeah uh, speaking of which um cut back to the outpost where we get a montage of everybody just trying to figure out different ways oh, to uh, get Aang into the Avatar uh, state uh, before that there is a there there is a quick clip after azula um puts off the uh the 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 lightning again when like iroh wakes up from a like bad dream Mm -hmm. and and i just really like that because azula's the worst yeah (laughs) like i sense a disturbance (laughs) i sense i sense a disturbance in the forest azula's evil and close Uh, okay go on <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so we cut back to the outpost where we need to get a montage of the general and everybody else just trying to trying various ways to kickstart and getting into the avatar state um so what uh, like there's a point where Zasaka tries to shock him into it by putting momo's head in place of his which is genuinely kind of terrifying <laughs> uh, he, also, there's... He, he also drinks espresso <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he drinks just runs around. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you don't see Aang drinking coffee on a normal basis, y'all. Um, <laughs> well, it's ceremonial we get, tea. Yeah, we get like a, yeah, ceremonial tea. Or yeah, that's what it was. With a crap ton of caffeine, clearly. Um, we get like a shaman dude who like gets him to wear different clothing items from all four, uh, all four nations. And throws and, hot mud on him. Yeah. <laughs> so none of this is working, in other words. <laughs> and Katara is kind of reluctantly going along with this because she was totally against this to begin yeah. with. Katara, but Aang... Katara preaches practice, study, and discipline. Yeah. Sokka says, blow <laughs> it up and defeat that Fire Lord. <laughs> and she calls the two of them meatheads. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I just love that. Glow it up and Glow do it. Glow it up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> love you, Sokka. Which, which I think Sokka was really before his time. He wouldn't know what that what that meant, but it but but it really applies to everyone's life now. Oh oh yeah, like it's great. Glow it um, up. Defeat yeah. that fire lord. You're good. <laughs> <That's the> spirit. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Aang is going along with it because he feels bad for all the people who've been affected negatively by this war so yeah um yeah so nothing's working and then after that we cut back to zuko still being angsty i wrote collected seashells oh yeah (laughs) it's like he's at a resort (laughs) yeah um azula was just sitting in the in the <laughs> corner waiting for them to come in because she's great oh, right? i love this trope it's, <laughs> it's one of so, my favorite so tropes great. and zuko's reaction is just like oh, what the fuck what are you doing <laughs> and uh she calls him zuzu Ugh, in it. my country we oh, yeah. we exchange a pleasant hello <laughs> before asking before asking questions have you become uncivilized so soon zuzu <laughs> and I, I wrote down lol it's like a sibling rivalry a sibling rivalry except if one of them was a sociopath ah <laughs> uh, siblings except death yeah <laughs> it's great so yeah. anyway azula 
has come to tell them that um, Ozai actually wants them home because uh, he thinks that people are plotting against him and all that jazz and that he regrets uh, banishing Zuko. And Zuko's just plots. like, yeah, <laughs> vague, tre- treacherous plots. Yeah. And Zuko's just like incredulous. Like, I don't know, good. I say it all the time great animation. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just the look on Zuko's face, I really like. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> Zuko looks, looks hopeful and he looks like he can't believe what he's hearing in a really good way. Yeah. Iroh isn't <laughs> so sure. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, really? Like, my brother is not really the regretful type (laughs) um yeah but you know it's i love the moment when um when um when i'm azula keeps on like questioning zuko and and, like zuko's still trying to process this and i relate is like i think he needs a moment and then she just yells at him (laughs) (laughs) azula isn't a messenger (laughs) like azula's the worst oh i love her um yeah, and it's like it's so obvious that she's baiting him, but like y- you can't help but understand where Zuko's coming from anyway, just because it's like at this point everybody knows just how desperate he is for for this to even happen. Um, but it's, on the other hand, it's also great because he's got wise Uncle Iroh <laughs> with him to let him know, hey, this is probably a trap. Um, I mean, to which Zuko responds with. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from a lazy, distrustful, shallow old man who's always been been jealous of his brother. Like, ouch! <laughs> every every time Zuko feels conflicted, he just takes it out on Iroh. Yeah. When, whenever like, he feels ugh. anything, he I know, it's like, <sighs> like Iroh doesn't deserve it, and it's like I I think deep down Zuko doesn't mean it, but can't help it at this point and Iroh is just so freaking patient I say this all the time but seriously Iroh's a trooper and he's such an MVP <laughs> Iroh <laughs> having to put up with all of Zuko's shit Iroh loves Zuko unconditionally mm-hmm. everything about him and just wants him to fully succeed and it's so sad whenever Zuko can't see it because of his daddy issues yeah which um which the phrase daddy issues is kind of demeaning and it's kind of said in a in a way to like little girls that haven't met their their father or something but parents can really mess you up mm-hmm. and Nico has terrible daddy issues because his dad is a psychopath yeah it's a lot and, and we get more of it in like seven episodes from now yeah <laughs> or 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 just his acceptance that he like like he just wants his dad to not think that he's worthless he doesn't say oh i want my dad to love me because he knows that that's not a possibility he just uh, wants well i mean it's well, he worth. associates love with with use worth and like having to earn it so when he says he wants his dad to think that he's not worthless I think that's his idea of love or whatever. So it's it's conditional. Yeah, which is so sad. My God, my baby. (laughs) But um, yeah, but again, I was super patient and 
Ira decides to go along with Zuko anyway, um, in part because he still suspects it's a trap and wants to protect Zuko. But Zuko is genuinely happy knowing that Ira has changed his mind and has decided to come along with him. Yeah, Ira says family sticks together. Yeah, which is kind of ironic, seeing as how Ira has been with him from day one. And (laughs) good old daddy (laughs) straight up banished him for no real reason. Yeah. Yeah. So um so they are walking up to the ship. And- oh wait, wait, I do want to mention uh when Iroh touches Zuko's shoulder, like and it cuts to like flash. Yeah, okay, who was it? Oh. Was it Iroh touching Luton? Iroh touching Zuko? Ozai touching Zuko? Ozai touching Zuko. Or- okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure which one to go with. Either way, I think either op- either of those options work <laughs> for what they're yeah. trying to get across in that little quick scene. I think that it is from from bef- uh so uh we saw the front of that when it was comparing uh Zuko's face when he was a happy boy without with, without the the terrible scar to him now and it and and it has the same coloring as as as, as all of the Ember Island pictures and I want to believe that it is Zuko looking out to sea with his father behind bub- behind him with his hand on his shoulder before his dad becomes the Fire Lord, before bef- before Lu Ten dies, bef- before Iroh fails at Bossing Say. And I think that is the memory that he's pulling back when he was at ember island yeah that's fair yeah cool so um yeah so then we cut back to ang and the gang and ang is realizing that nothing's working and after having another talk with guitara and just contemplating it's more and having another another nightmare about uh, his avatar state self attacking him. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm not going to try that anymore. So he goes up to General Fong and lets him know, hey, um, I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to go do it the old-fashioned way and go learn all the other elements first before I combat the Fire the fire Lord. To which uh, the general responds like any civil human being would by attacking him. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> yeah. So um, believing that he can force him into the avatar state if he's in terrible danger. So, uh, yeah. So then he gets all of his military people to start attacking him. And while that's going on, we cut back to Zuko and Iroh about to get on board, uh, Azula's ship. Oh, and- I love this part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Azula says, uh, says brother, uncle, welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you decided to come. Uh says she she also says a bit more, but then is like set set our course for home, Captain. So then the captain's <laughs> like, Yeah, set sail. We're taking the prisoners home. <laughs> oh. Oops. Which wow, good thing that dude slipped up. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, okay, if that dude didn't slip up. 
how long would it take for Iroh to catch on that something might be up afterward? Uh, like, maybe like 10 minutes. I feel like it would be more like 10 seconds, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Iroh was ready the this entire time. Oh, yeah, he was totally like, yep, Iroh there it is. smelt the bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From a mile away. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Zuko, Zuko says, You lied to me. Azula's like, <laughs> like I've never done that before. And we just remember Azula always lies. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Azula's the worst. <laughs> it's great. Uh so yeah, we cut back and forth between uh these two action scenes. Lots of good cuts. Um so we cut from Zuko and Iroh and Azula back to uh, Aang and Co. As... Why don't we Why don't we pick one to do first? Oh, okay, that's probably to easiest. Talk about yeah. Yep. But the and uh, if you're watching the episode, they transition back and forth between both scenes, and which is the really cuts are very good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So, want to start with Zuko fighting Azula then, since we're still on. Yeah. On so. So my so my favorite part about this fight is that uh, first Iroh takes down about forty men, whatever, but uh, and and, and he does it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. But Azula's fighting Zuko, and Azula never fights. Yeah, <laughs> because Zuko's not worth it because he's not good enough. Dang, like she's not she doesn't even need to. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's good again, good setup because yeah, clearly Azula is superior at this point in terms of combat and just crazy um what intelligent or strategy, I guess, in this moment. Yeah. But She's like as the clever. show yeah, but as the show progresses, um and Zuko becomes a bit more introspective and starts to grow as a person and then eventually learns from the original dragon firebending masters like uh it becomes a pretty even match by the end of the show between these two so it's fun to see how that evolves yeah so um so um azula calls calls zuko a embarrassment and just like explains how um how daddy doesn't love him daddy doesn't care daddy wants to just like put you in jail because you are a total embarrassment to to the family, you are of no use to the Fire Lord, and also I was a traitor too. And we know what you what both of you did at the North at 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 the North Pole. So we're probably gonna just kill you anyway. Whatever. <coughs> uh, so um so after that, she she lightning bends to kill zuko oh but before that i think i think she uses her blue fire for the first time or is that the first time we see her use blue fire yes one shot yeah so it's like dang so to get him out yeah because up to this point she's she's kicking zuko's ass without having to bend at all and then the one time where she does it's freaking blue fire like she's that good to the point where the fire is so hot that it's freaking blue (laughs) Like, which we've never seen before oh, like you like i feel like personally i immediately commiserate with zuko it's like oh man if you've ever had that sibling rivalry like any like any sibling has most likely whether they're sociopaths or not <laughs> chances are you've like 
wanted to beat out your older or younger sibling in some way. And when you see them do shit like that, it, man, <laughs> it just gets you a little bit. <laughs> it is it is even worse because Azula's two years younger. Right? She's, uh, she's, she's 14. the younger sibling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. But yeah, she, so I feel so bad for Zuko. Yeah, no. But she puts out one shot of blue fire, not to hurt Zuko, but to just get him away, away from her so, so that she has the room to use her lightning bending and kill him on the spot. Uh-huh. And the only reason why Zuko is not dead is because Iroh got done uh, beating everyone else on the ship <laughs> yeah. and then like came, came to just grab azula's hand oh yeah uh uh re uh 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 redirect the lightning somewhere else and then just threw her overboard like a freaking badass because <laughs> and again crazy. yeah and again great setup for uh when iroh teaches them that technique later and then it doesn't fully pay off until book three like Lots of slow burns to really excellent payoffs in this show. It's, it's good. Yeah. So after that, um, and uh, and this is the final shot of the episode. Uh, uh, Zu- uh, Zuko and Iroh run away. And when they get far enough, they are above a stream. And they, and they ceremonially cut off their top knots and, and let pretty much their royal life uh into the water go down the river (laughs) uh yep first of all let the hair fan service begin (laughs) Uh, Zuko's hair gets so much better yeah (laughs) also Sokka's hair too okay yeah let's Mm -hmm. be everybody's hair is our point technically Aang's hair also gets better Mm -hmm. so does Katara Katara when she loses her hair loopies I mean, oh. she already looks great, but um, I yeah, like both great. of her hairs. I agree. Be. I like both. Yeah, like Katara's hair know. game has always been on point, but mm-hmm. like everyone else could do with a little bit of polishing. Yep, but I feel like it's very Miyazaki of uh, Brian and uh, Mike, the creators of the show, since Miyazaki's got a thing for hair. Like, if you ever watch a Miyazaki movie, like uh, Spirited Away or Castle in the Sky, or um anytime like princess, oh, he loves princess or yeah or princess, princess Bonin, okay Absolutely. yeah lots of cutting of hair or modifying hair in some way that is representative of change and transition <laughs> and uh so i feel like they kind of pulled a miyazaki yeah in this moment a little bit because it's also like the start of like zuko's bit more introspective journey that's yeah, gonna go throughout the rest of the show yeah, it is really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, oh, oh. Also, I would like to point out the knife they cut. I know. Their hair with. Yeah, it's the um, it's the knife Iro gave him that, that says but like never little... give up without a fight. Yeah. The never give up without a fight knife. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Good setup. I didn't even notice that before. It's like, oh, it's the same knife. That's nice. Yeah. The creators really planned everything. Mm-hmm. They they knew what was up. Great. Um, Love it. 
Yeah, so um so I'm back so back to the gang. Uh Aang is Aang is being uh, Aang is being attacked by by um by um General Fong because General Fong wants wants to bring out his avatar state. Katara isn't there because because she, she wants nothing to do with this anymore. She doesn't <laughs> want anything to do with this. She she saw what what happened when Aang looked at Monkey Otto's skeleton and just broke down and she hates seeing him like that and she can't be a part of it. Sokka's there though and Sokka is kind of held captive. Just just watching this happen before he breaks breaks free to to, to try to help. And it's really cool how how all of the earthbenders use like the giant yen coins to yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, like lots of creative them. moves here. Oh, I like the move where Aang like runs up a wall with the air ball or whatever, and, and then and like it just runs out. Yeah. Also, foreshadowing because he uses that move again to beat the to put the final blow on the drill in the drill episode later on. <laughs> like this is how obsessed we are, guys. Like I'm pretty sure he uses that same move like <laughs> so a lot of time. <laughs> Well, well, I well, well, I like how their moves and their fighting styles actually follow them as mm-hmm. as um characters, and they learn more. Just like how um how Zuko really likes his like floor kickout, yeah, his his breakdance moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're actually really pretty. Works. They're pretty effective. Nobody else does those moves. So <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot! I forgot. Um. Uh, when um when when um Aang wakes up during the middle of the night and is uh, uh after his second prophetic dream about how terrible the Avatar say is, um, um, uh he 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 uh tells super sleepy Sokka that 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 oh yeah that like oh um he 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 doesn't want to do it anymore, uh and Sokka just trusts him implicitly. It's like yeah, just like mm-hmm. tell him tomorrow. It's fine. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It doesn't light him up at all. And I really like that. He's pretty chill about it. Added thing, during that dream, Aang kills Zuko. And Zuko's face is terrified. And that's really cool because it shows that Aang sees Zuko as a person. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, that's so sweet, right? Like, oh, gosh, friendship is magic. Okay, but uh, but um, General Fong is just fighting Aang, and that doesn't work because Aang's pr- because Aang is pretty skilled, and it's not working. So um, so so Katara comes out because she hears a bunch of commotion going on, and then they 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 um they capture her. She tries to fight, but they slowly drill her into the ground, and. And and General Fong is just screaming at 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 Aang to go into the Avatar state, or else he's gonna kill Katara. And Aang just can't. And then he yeah, and he's freaking out like and he's, <laughs> he's crying. Yeah, freaking out. This is someone he loves, maybe not romantically, 
but but this is his friend who who he has been traveling well no he definitely loves her romantically well well, (laughs) yeah but like well yeah totally but like not even that but this is a good friend this Mm -hmm. is someone that 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 he has traveled with this is this is what like this is katara yeah and and her head goes under and he just slips right into the avatar state and general fong is super happy about it because he got the results he he wanted (laughs) you know until the avatar state does what the avatar state does and just decimates everyone around him (laughs) yay (sighs) it's great and uh in doing so he gets a phone call from avatar roku (laughs) don't really know how this works but so he gets a phone call from roku and he proceeds to give him some exposition about the avatar state and really what it is so up to this point uh i'm pretty sure the avatar or most of the audience has just interpreted it as whenever Aang freaks out yeah he's gonna go super saiyan (laughs) um but defeat the glowing it up (laughs) if you will but uh the more concrete answer as to what the avatar state is is that it's a combination of all of his past lives coming together to give the current avatar their strength um in which he's able to use it to do what he wants whether he's able to control it or not um but the dire consequences of the avatar state that exists here as roku mentions is that if you are killed in the avatar state then the reincarnation cycle will be broken meaning the avatar will also cease to exist which yikes <laughs> after that's dropped i'm pretty sure most of the audience is like okay well when does that happen or when does that rule come into play because that's terrifying <laughs> like yikes. yeah but first of all uh, i appreciate the fact that they add a limitation like this or add a a state to or consequence to using this crazy power because it's like yeah technically speaking right now and can't even control this power so it can't really be abused by the writers even in this moment it and shouldn't it shouldn't be his crutch it shouldn't yeah but be yeah him. it also shouldn't be a crutch because <laughs> crap like that bad idea it's like uh-oh so you can not only end your life because you're technically vulnerable in this state, but you could also disrupt the balance of the whole world if you were killed in the Avatar state. <laughs> so, which this is heavy foreshadowing for the finale episode of this season, where mm-hmm. where Aang's Aang's connection to 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 the other avatars kind of gets broken. Yeah. Like, and it's it's so scary like i remember i mean spoiler alert when <laughs> azula hits him with lightning or whatever and he essentially dies right on his chakra point yeah <laughs> yeah like oh yeah young middle school me was losing was losing my mind <laughs> like i mean awful i mean that was a snape killing dumbledore moment yeah like just, that is huge crap. mm-hmm also, and yeah, just, spoiler for Harry Potter. We've all read Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate this consequence because it adds even more weight onto this responsibility and uh, Aang being the Avatar and what that all entails yeah. and stuff like that. So, yikes. 
It is really scary. Mm-hmm. That is some scary stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I think the theme of the theme of this episode that kind of links both of the stories together is like goals and duty and and like the bad things you will do to kind of get what you want Mm -hmm. like like um like the the gang thinks that this is a good course of action to go down and it turns out terribly wrong yeah zuko zuko thinks that that like that that azula is telling the truth for for once believes her and it's a bad road to go down and they both kind of get hit hit in the face for it you yep. kind of learn like learn reality and it's sad yeah but it's really fantastically sad. written mm-hmm. and, and like again dynamic. the parallels is just extra pressure put on both Bang and Zuko more pressure put on Zuko because he's just officially uh considered an enemy of the fire nation at this point so it's like crap where do i even go from here because i can't even go back home even if i did capture the avatar he thinks probably in this moment so he all he has wanted his entire life is for his dad to be proud of him so that he can can rule the fire nation and be a good fire lord and be a good son and and everything he has done past 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 the age of 13 is just trying to get back to where he was before where he felt safe where he felt good where he felt like he had worth and all mm-hmm. of that is just taken away from him by azula in one moment yes yeah. dangled in front of him and it's just whoop it's gone. Mm-hmm. and it's so good so good guys watch it awesome (sighs) yeah so so this was a really good start to book to earth really good start oh i totally agree um just good example of how to open a season particularly a sophomore season like uh this one is the stakes have been raised or i like or not so much the stakes have well, okay, yeah. The stakes have been raised in terms of there's actually a consequence to using the power of the Avatar state, especially. And I feel like tonally, like while the humor is still there, I feel like things are a bit more serious or things Muted. feel a little bit more serious than they did back in book one. Yeah. Um yeah, that's just the vibe I get from this episode. I mean, the finale of book one was so serious and so sad and and people that we cared about that had real names died uh uh princess princess ua died and now Mm -hmm. she's the moon and now gods can be killed by the fire nation and now ang killed hundreds of people and the fire nation can destroy a entire civilization if he's not there to help and he knows yeah. that and it's scary and Suka and Iroh almost died and now they they have the choice between going back to the fire nation and starving in a cell 
or 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 just being publicly executed which would probably happen i mean that's a giant spectacle for the fire lord Mm -hmm. or or running and losing their entire identities and this is the setup for book two Mm -hmm. good start children's show oh i know right (laughs) it's so excellent like yeah it sets up the emotional struggles of both Aang and Zuko that they're going to be going through for this season. And yeah, like it's just good stuff. And uh, like I said before, I was wrong about book one in terms of, I didn't think that they were going to address the fact that Aang might've killed a bunch of fire nation people. <laughs> but they, they addressed it. Forgot. Uh-huh. I totally forgot. So yep, they definitely do. Um, yeah, and also a great intro to our new villain for this season. Azula. Uh, yeah. Azula's terrifying. It's great. Yeah, Azula's great. Okay. Yep, so, so great start. So now that we've had all that seriousness, um, we're going to cut to uh, something that's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Because uh, next up, we're going to be talking about book two, chapter two, The Cave of Two Lovers. Secret tunnels away. (laughs) The mountains. A mountain divides their people. People. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So, until then, stay flaming. Glow up, hot men. (laughs) Bye. additional thing so listeners i bought the avatar the last airbender complete series blu-ray the super pretty one super nice one i just have (laughs) no way of actually playing it right now (laughs) because i plan ahead (laughs) she told people to get this for her i told people without realizing that i had no way of playing it it. (laughs) oh because i because i plan ahead (laughs) oh happy happy birthday to me